0: You're listening to The Big Chill Podcast. This is episode 314, The Bust. Hello, Big Chillians. Welcome back to The Big Chill Podcast. I'm Frank. Joined as always with Sam and Eddie. So, boys, I know we're going to talk Ted Lasso, episode three, see if things are dialing it up a notch a little bit. But first, I had a little movie question for you guys to start in. So, on the YouGov America site, we've done it a few times, they have these polls. This was the poll. I want you to guess what the Americans think. If you have watched the film Titanic, do you think that Jack could or could not have joined Rose on the wooden door without sinking it if they had made more attempts.
1: I mean, he obviously could have. And I've seen all of the diagrams that break it down online when they show you those sort of seven different positions they could have taken and it would have been fine. <laughs> but I'm now guessing the percentage of Americans who agree with that. I'm going to yeah, say... So-
0: so do a, you think it was the majority answer? Let's start with
2: that, that he could th- have gotten on.
1: I, I think it was the majority answer, yes.
2: I don't, because I feel like they need it to still be that kind of romantic ending. So they'd rather it not be, or whether he could or not is irrelevant, but they need it. They need I, think to it's die. Like,
1: I think it's like 88% yes.
0: So the majority is that he could have gotten onto the door without sinking it. That was double the response of that he could not have gotten onto it without sinking it. 25% just don't know. They're just so confused <laughs> by the question. Oh, and be the true. best, the, probably the scariest response are the 20% that said, I've never watched this film.
1: <laughs> well, no, because you have to figure if you're 20 years old or younger.
0: I mean, Still so have never watched it? isn't it like a classic of its time
1: i don't know i think it's a classic of its time but classic of its time is a dangerous like that's a very all-encompassing term classic of its time i don't think titanic has aged into a movie classic
2: oh you think it's aged poorly
1: i don't think it's aged at all i just think it's not relevant
2: (laughs) i'm trying to remember when i last watched it probably I can tell you
1: when I last watched it 1997 so <laughs> so like, I think I think if you're 25 or younger there's a good chance you just haven't seen it and then
0: I haven't watched it in its entirety probably since the first or second time I've watched it but it's always on tv so you will watch like a 20-30 minutes of it and it? then you're just like eh. is
2: it is it always on tv
0: yeah it's on tv a lot Weird.
2: I I don't think I've Outside of like a seasonal period, like a festive period or something like that. I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> on it's, not like a, it's not, it's not oh. a
0: Christmas movie. It's not like Die Hard. <laughs> oh, dear.
2: dear oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I can't remember when I last saw it. What about like Gladiator? Would you say more people would have gone back to see that one? I think still Gladiator. Time, what was it, like is, that's 99? That's a classic
0: of its time. Okay. still just a classic. Term.
1: Let's stop using this term that you've just invented. I think Gladiator has is more relevant. I think what kept, has kept Gladiator in is it's one of those. It's stayed very popular in the athlete world. It's like Entourage and Gladiator have stayed as these like strangely and Prison Break, as these things young athletes watch for reasons I don't know, but they all have to watch it.
2: Prison. Wait, break.
1: what? Prison. Oh, break? I. Th- why oh, prison if break? you poll, I think if we did a YouGov poll of
2: professional the t- footballers, what the is TV it? Show, yeah. The TV show, yeah, yeah, yeah. the one with uh, Wentworth Miller, yeah. where he yeah. gets the tattoo on his back.
1: Yeah, of the prison.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> 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 really, he's to break out of the prison. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's super popular amongst professional athletes.
2: Clues in the name, but why?
1: I, I think both Entourage and Prison Break maybe check one very important box, which is their fundamentally idiotic uh tv shows that would normally not they they have romance and drama in them that you're
0: literally like, for entourage yeah exactly
1: and you're not embarrassed by it though because the premise of the tv show is supposed to be manly and so you can say i'm watching prison break you can't you can't you can't insult my man
0: like my manly I don't see the prison break. I've never heard it. I didn't even know it was I'm not anywhere it near a popular show. I'm Entourage, making, yeah. I can definitely see. I mean, because people, it's like the whole lifestyle, you know, and you're an athlete, you want that lifestyle. But what's the prison break lifestyle? You have to escape from a maximum security prison with a full tattoo on your back?
1: Yeah, you're trying to save your brother. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm just telling you. But anyway, I think... I think Gladiator falls into that category of films where it has stayed popular with that. It's very quotable. It has that going for it. Everyone loves the, the Maximus Decimus quote. I love having that. I, th- I think Gladiator is more relevant. It's still not super relevant today. I think what's hurt both Titanic and Gladiator is that the stars actually have not remained as relevant as you would have expected them to have been only 30 years later.
2: DiCaprio.
1: DiCaprio. He's
0: like the biggest Hollywood actor in, I mean, in the world. For us,
1: for us, for Whoa. our age group. I don't think if you go in a 20 year olds and saying, tell me movie stars that they're fallen head over heels for Leonardo DiCaprio who churns out a movie once every three years, they're not always amazing. They tend to be super long, like, right? You know, I mean, what's he made in the past few years? So he had The Revenant, that won him his Oscar for w- Once Upon a of Time the in Hollywood. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, one. which was, eh, it was a Tarantino movie.
0: Didn't it get nominated for Best Picture? Yeah, but sh- who
1: cares about Oscar? The awards, awards mean nothing.
0: Wait, so so how do you characterize <laughs> if someone's good or if a movie's good? The Eddie scale. Did Eddie enjoy it? Yes or well, I mean, no? Box that. That's what office, makes the movie. Good box office would be. A it crushed role. the box office. Once that upon a time of Hollywood is his highest crushed. rating movie. Tarantino. Oh, his Tarantino's.
1: I mean, that's saying nothing. Most of his. And movies I think it was like
0: top well. three of the year of that year.
2: Wait, <laughs> but anyway, maybe two just, years before Revenant was Wolf of Wall Street.
1: Yeah, but you see, it's not he's not churning them out. You know, like.
2: And then before yeah. that was Inception. <laughs> but he, he had a good early start to the i deck. think what
1: you're you're still mistaking is those are movies that a certain type of person like i don't know if a, a 20 year old is is desperate to see the new tarantino movie i don't think we had this discussion before when we talked about movie stars and i think the category i do think dicaprio is a movie star however but he i think that our generation and older generations value his star power higher which is normal it's as if i'd gone to speak to my parents about cary grant not that my parents were around for the cary grant heyday but they at least were when they were children they were like i think on this i'm getting this timeline right cary grant movies were probably coming out when my parents were kids and so their perception of new cary grant movies coming out versus for me it's like I know who Cary Grant is. He's one of those old Hollywood stars, but I don't know his movies, and I wouldn't be desperate to see if he, they, If someone came out and said, previously unreleased Cary Grant movie is now hitting hitting the cinemas," I wouldn't be desperate to go and see it. And Kate Winslet, not had the career oh, you would have expected for someone I'm fine who with had. That. Who yeah. was the lead in the biggest movie of the nineties?
0: Except for just recently now resurfacing. All right.
2: Was that the was that the question was that the only you part of this? Yeah.
0: I got one like, more. Qu- okay, I, this one's quicker. Okay. Again, can you guess the responses? Do you know what Rick rolling is? Do you think the majority was yes or no?
1: I think the majority is no.
2: Sam, I'd probably also say no.
1: I would say like eighty percent. Oh no, eighty, maybe ninety percent no.
0: Yeah.
2: Would there have been a follow-up question of, well, tell me, or do people just have to say yes or no and then they can walk away?
0: And then they just play them
2: the
1: Rick Astley song (laughs) if they (laughs) don't. I was hoping you've been Rickrolled.
2: That's
0: what I was hoping. I was hoping if you clicked no, you just get rickrolled.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, you both are correct. Sixty-two percent. Wait, this is good. Sixty-two percent said no. Twenty-eight <laughs> percent said yes, and ten percent said not sure. <laughs> <They're> not <laughs> sure. They
1: I'm surprised that the no is that low. Because again, if I'm trying to think of generations familiar. I don't think my parents would know what Rick rolling is. They'd know the song. They know who Rick Astley is, but I don't think they know the idea that you send people a link to a Rick Astley song. (laughs) Don't think they would get it. And then I, and again, I think younger people, I guess in.
2: It did become an internet meme.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I think of the startup world, I kind of go in, people still Rick roll each other sometimes, ironically, 20 year olds. And then it's, it's it is a bit strange,
0: but it does happen. Wait, why is it ironic that they're rickrolling each other?
1: Because they've they no longer think it's funny, but they think, "Oh, isn't it funny? I'm doing the thing that used to be funny." So got it. It's you know, I hate it. I hate
0: everything about it. But no, you even like it when it first came out, like the first no, time you no, 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 saw it happen to someone. No,
1: no, no. I'm not. I don't hate rickrolling. I'm fine with getting rickrolled originally, back when it was going, and even now, if a website rickrolled me, I would, it would, it would bring back a little, I sort of little, little bit of nostalgia. So I might enjoy enjoy the experience, but I don't like people saying, "I don't think this is funny," but I know some people think it's funny. I'm, I'm going to do it and aren't going to laugh at how it's not funny, but people think it's funny. I can't hate. <laughs> I've said funny a lot and the word has stopped.
2: You've also said very proud a lot. <laughs> yeah. Neither
1: term has any meaning anymore. But. Now, speaking of things that might not be as funny as they used to be, Ooh. Ted Lasso, Season 2, Episode 3. We've already addressed the fact that we thought Season 2 was maybe off to a slightly shaky start. Did you feel as if season uh, episode three put the season back on the right path
2: it just didn't have led tasso (laughs) like it it's um it just has less of him every every episode i just feel like okay yeah they had the the moment with led tasso you know where he gets kind of the complete polar opposite and i guess we should say everyone
1: we should say right spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen episode three We are about to spoil the entire episode, so pause here and probably skip ahead 20 minutes if you want to keep listening to us and then come back for the Ted Lasso talk after you've seen the episode, but otherwise, here come the spoilers. Sorry, Sam, keep going.
2: No, it'll be unfortunate in 20 minutes when we're still talking about it and they get spoilers again. (laughs) Joke's on you. You've been lasso-rolled? Yeah, skip forward 20 minutes,
1: and then Ted Lasso dies.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I... There was something about the episode that I thought was just a bit better for the supporting characters. Like there's certain parts of it I hated, like the, um, I can't even remember her name, but um, the 13-year-old kid in all of it that was kind of just shadowing her for the day. Really didn't like that. Didn't need it.
0: Nora, isn't it? Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I disagree with you, Sam, because when I thought, after the first two episodes of season two, I thought to myself... Do you know what this TV show really, really needs? A sarcastic early teen to come in and just be the, the comedic force to get the get the series really going.
0: If I could picture anything Eddie would like least, <laughs> I don't think I could. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I didn't love that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't like it either. Um it was okay. The the Actually, the best part about that was when, they again, the person who's pretty much stealing the show and it should change the name to is when they run into Roy Kent and he's on the street with, with his niece and they're just walking. And just the stuff he says to her is just classic. Like no. at the very end when he's like, hey, do you want to go to my podiatrist appointment? And she's like, oh, can I please? See what I mean? Like just the way, I, just the jokes are so
2: good. That dialogue bit for me was just when she was like, can we have ice cream for dinner? And was we like, no, that's dumb. <laughs> like, it yeah. just
0: went really well. Um, Thank you for making it... me set boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> no, Roy
1: Kent, Roy Kent is stealing the show. Can't stealing have enough it. Roy Kent. And I'm close to just thinking, realize now that this is a sinking ship and the Ted lasso experience and go to the Roy Kent spinoff straight away. Oh, it's I happening. wouldn't be opposed. but i agree with you sam that ted lasso's not in it enough and it 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 again it means that these little doses you get just of him just seems super formulaic and all you get is the weird reference strange positivity over I, i also think as a character he's suffering slightly from the fact that he's being met with more realistic responses which again after when we were talking about season two and saying everyone kind of wants to be Ted Lasso, but then I think in real life Ted Lasso would be really annoying to work with. I think we're now seeing people respond to Ted Lasso as if he's really annoying to work with, which is kind of a downer. I also hated the Led-Tasso premise. I just hate it. I hated... That was five minutes of the show that I would have set on fire.
0: The only part I liked was when he said, touch your toes, not touch each other's toes. Just because if I were on the field and someone said that, I would have the same response where they were just like, wait, what?
2: What did you say? I don't get it. It it, it, it led to... It led to nothing, right? Because obviously then the, the therapist comes out and says, oh, you did it for X, Y, Z reason. He was like, yeah, but it didn't anyway because... Sammy had a go at Jamie because they canceled practice because of it. So it, so he actually stopped it being the reason why he would do it in the first place. And then no one cared anyway. They lost, and Jamie's already part of the team. But it wasn't because of what he did. It was this Dubai Air thing. So the but whole I think thing that's just the joke. felt pointless. No, but I think the that's the joke, thing,
0: right? Because she's, like, she's like, it never has worked, has it? And they're like, no, it hasn't. But they think it's going to work this time, and they ooh, think it does. That's, it actually but then
1: it's the work. Oh, That's multi-layered. <laughs> It's not but no, funny. I think that's
0: exactly... No, it's not funny. funny. It's not So it's
1: not funny, and it didn't push the plot along. So if you yeah. were in the writer's room, and they've put this together, you'd say, so we're going to have five minutes to the show, it doesn't advance the plot, and it's not going to make anyone laugh. Apart from, I'd agree with you, touch each other's toes was mildly amusing. Also, just the very childish premise that he's sort of blacking out into this character, which I think he did once in season one as well but they're treating it as if he's never done it before within the club. But I'm pretty sure in season one it happens too.
2: Um, Oh, no, but it happens more seriously, right? When he's had drinks and he kind of goes into that where um, Ned walks up to the hotel room and he's just about to sign the divorce papers and he basically screams at him to, like, get out. Like, that kind of came across as, like, a flipping moment, but he did it because of, like, alcoholism and borderline depression. Well, not alcoholism.
1: He's not an alcoholic, yeah.
2: Well, he, he, okay, he was drunk, and yeah, okay. That's I'm true. not going to walk into every bar I see a drunk person, a alcoholic, alcoholic. But to be alcoholic. fair, he does drink every day in that bar, like every day, it's a drink. So it's does Eddie. Eddie, he's not an alcoholic. I mean,
1: or most is he? <laughs> and Sam, you drink most
0: days.
2: <laughs> I haven't drunk him. today.
1: <laughs> today? Did he <you> drink yesterday?
2: <laughs> Absolutely not. Two in a row. So, Basically clean. Is a good...
0: This is a good time to segue into Sam. This is now an intervention podcast. You're first on the list. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: But yeah, I think...
0: See, now, Eddie, I will say, I don't mind that it didn't do much if it had a lot of good jokes and laughs. If for five minutes, you didn't really push the plot along, but it was a really good idea. And how can we set this really great funny idea up regardless of whether it means something i would have been okay with it but the fact that it didn't stick like like you said there was maybe one mildly funny joke out of the five minute bit of the whole lead tasso that is where it suffers like if you're going to throw in something that doesn't move the plot along it's got to be funny
1: yeah i mean yes and i just think and you don't want to dissect comedy ever and especially I don't wanna be dissecting the comedy of very successful comedic actors and writers. However, if you just look at it and say, so for the next five minutes, the premise is, the guy reverses the first letters of his first and last name, he puts on sunglasses, he then goes into some trance where he's got the complete opposite personality and still nothing he really says makes any sense he's just annoying it's the it's the kind of thing that if i was watching it with a five-year-old if i was watching children's television i would think yeah this seems about right this is this is the comedy that a four or five-year-old would understand and think was hilarious and the overall nature of the show is not highbrow comedy by any stretch but there are a lot of jokes that are a little bit more sophisticated and then there's just the general humor so it's weird to suddenly drop down to what is essentially terrible slapstickish comedy that wasn't even slapsticky but not a great moment for the show.
0: Yeah, and then the whole like the balls your girlfriend thing, I I didn't even get I, I don't know if there's like a joke in there that I didn't get or if it just really was
2: that bad. Didn't even
1: joke. didn't even make sense in the sequence that happened. Yeah. But yeah.
2: I I guess the main theme as well, being this relationship between like, um, Sammy and this oil company that destroys the kind of Nigerian Delta who are own Dubai air who sponsor Richmond. And they kind of made all these semi-political fake statements. What did you think of that plot line? Though?
1: I think that's an okay plot line. I think that wasn't a bad way of injecting for a couple of episodes a little bit of what's going to happen there's going to be a fallout obviously from the political statement i guess it touches on lightly touches on the concept of professional athletes making political or social statements in a match which obviously is a big thing at the moment so it's a way for the the show to sort of represent current sporting environment without going to a topic that's too serious Not to downplay the idea of the environmental destruction of Nigeria, but it's it's maybe not as big of a topic as some of the other things that are being protested around the world. But I think that was quite good. I just didn't then like the interaction between the owner and the chairman of the oil company. Oh,
2: what? When it was like all flirty and like the only way I didn't mind the.
1: The the flirty thing seems realistic. That seems like the dynamic. Unfortunately, the dynamic that a lot of businessmen might have with women they come into contact with in a business environment. Fine with that. Didn't like the idea that he just texts back, "Get rid of him," and then they discuss releasing him, not selling him. As if they've (laughs) suddenly become completely unfamiliar with the concept of the football world, and they're like, "We're not going to release him." It's like I think he would probably be fine with you just selling him, not trying to cancel his contract
2: and also another premise the 13 year old child on all of these matters as well
1: (laughs) also another premise of the show that really bothered me premier league clubs have clauses in your contracts where your wages are reduced when you get relegated you get usually around a 25 percent wage reduction when you go down so the fact that we're paying the players premier league wages but we're no longer in the premier league which if you then also wanted to get down to it they also would have the parachute payments in their first season And again, it's not a show about football, but just sometimes when they try and inject a little bit more of the football aspect and they're really wide of the mark, it kind of troubles me slightly. It just pulls me out a bit where it suddenly feels like these are Americans trying to think what a football club might be like.
2: The, the thing that got me as well was you look at all the players celebrating the defeat. So it was, what, eight, eight draws in a row and now a defeat. So if we're going to talk semi-realism, you all these people from the guy from The Independent and all that, they can see this happening. They can see, like, the environment and things like that. Should he be sacked? <laughs> like is, well,
1: like, he definitely in real life would be sacked because they've now got eight points through nine matches of the relegated side. So... They would be well in the bottom half of the championship nine games into the season. Automatic promotion would basically be nearly impossible at this point. Playoffs, if you go on a really good run, are still there. And that's where we're going, right? I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he's not sacked because the whole idea of the show is now that the relationship between he and the owner is so strong that I can't imagine a scenario in which he is sacked. Well, wouldn't that be great if just Ted Lasso just gets sacked? New manager comes in. We don't see any more Ted Lasso anymore. Even though this show's still called Ted Lasso, just Roy Kent as manager.
2: Just Roy Kent as manager. is called the Ted Lasso show. But also, you can't. She can't sit there as the owner and say this championship level club with Premier League wages, and then sign Jamie. Tuller. Like, is he just playing for free at the moment? Is like,
1: I, I guess no one else wanted him, so. Maybe, which I also
0: don't get. Wouldn't he just also go back on loan? Why would City straight up release him? Wouldn't they just throw him back on loan?
1: They didn't explain that bit, but maybe his contract was expiring. What
0: what they would do in that situation, if like they weren't happy with a player, they would just put him on loan again instead of just well ultimately getting rid of a player who was really good the season before and just isn't clicking right now. Like Lingard. Well, there's two (laughs)
1: things. A, his contract might have been expiring. Or B, he would have had a massive breach of contract by going on a reality TV show when he should have been playing for the club. I think that probably would get your contract terminated everywhere. Because otherwise they'd still be paying him money. So I think it's not unrealistic to think that he's a free agent. It's just unrealistic to think that the only team that might have been... I think... All of the bottom half for the Premier League would probably have considered bringing him in. Now, I don't. I get the idea that he would choose Richmond over them, but they could have had a moment where he says, "Look, I could go back to the Premier League, but I really want to go. This is where I felt at home. I want to go to Richmond." That wouldn't have been unrealistic to me. Not that the show is supposed to be realistic. We know this. It's again, it is a championship football club that has. Six members of staff, and has a thirteen-year-old girl as a consultant on major financial matters.
2: So, here's the question for you guys: Would you, did you like the idea of a banter, that dating app on there that they ah, created and kept making a point of, I, to the
1: degree where I thought, is this a real thing, and this is somehow a real did you promotion? Look for it?
0: no i didn't but i just it's not i just i just googled it it. but you
1: know what i mean i really felt like they were pushing it so hard where i thought is this has a dating app come up with a really intelligent way of promoting itself which is to have a tv show where everyone uses the dating app pretty smart way of actually getting an app out there
0: did did you call the grinder joke as soon as you heard of banter did you did you call that they're gonna have a grinder joke in there? no what
1: i thought was here it comes for sam is this guy's gonna turn out to be gay
2: they've kind of made it open for that by bringing yeah. in grinder yeah because so he's
1: he would... he's addressed oh like grinder everyone kind of gave him the look and then i think this is where that character is going
2: i mean they're trying to tick every other box so i guess it makes sense to tick one more right
0: so I guess, I, I mean, I'll just kind of sum up overall for me, I actually think this was maybe the funniest episode and still had some more serious tones with the whole Dubai air part. I think obviously we we said it a bunch of like Roy Kent is just every time he's on screen is great. I think bringing Jamie Tarp back has also added some comedy like the, the, scene they had in the locker room where they were saying all the things he's done to people. I thought that was a pretty funny scene as well. Um, But I agree with both of you. I think the Ted Lasso comedy is what's now lacking the most. I think everything around Ted Lasso is funny and still good. But I think the Lasso centered part, even with him and coach beard, like their interactions in season one were so funny. And this year they, they just aren't clicking like they were. So for me i think it was a better episode than the previous ones but only because i think you have jamie and roy now who are both really funny characters
1: i think you actually touching on an important point there which is part of what this show may have been missing so far in season two is that none of the players were funny characters the sam character is endearing i like him as a character but he's not amusing and all of the other players you know, in the last season, you had Roy Kent as a funny character within the team, and you had Jamie Tart as a funny character within the team, and then everyone else was basically only funny in specific situations. But their actual interactions and dialogue was not that funny. And I think you're right in that bringing Jamie Tart back in it brings in the possibility of having funny interactions coming from the team itself. Whereas up until now, you've you've moved away all of these player-coach interactions, it's sort of just either meaningful or meaningless and now you might actually get some humor in there.
2: Yeah, it's it's fine it's not going as tragically as the mighty duck so i'll continue to watch it it'll be good but interestingly enough it just seems to be changing each episode right so the previous one we were talking about how the next four five six episodes are how is jamie going to come back into the side then blink of an eye he's now back in the side and seemingly excited but i said i and they've got a different you know i said that after
1: episode two i think they've wasted that development as a as a as a story they've 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 addressed it now in two episodes Because not only did they dealt with his mindset, you you now fully believe that he wants to be there and that he's committed to being the type of player he needs to be in order to be successful. I have no doubt. Again, I'm sure there'll be hiccups, but I have no doubt that that's the case. And now, you know the team has accepted him again. So they've killed that whole whole storyline is gone in what amounted to around 16 minutes of television.
2: I think I think there'll be like a takeover at some point a takeover attempt you know because they've now just annoyed this chairman of like this big oil company but also they've got um his ex-wife in it as well like I think there's going to be a takeover attempt
1: No that's a I good don't... that's a good that's a good prediction not his ex-wife you mean her ex-husband
2: Yeah sorry yeah 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 I, I think, agree because they have to so bring
1: well. they have to bring him in the professor from Buffy the Vampire Slayer he has to come back into it in some capacity.
2: Wait, that was Giles?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was Giles.
2: No way. He, yeah. I did not click that. Yeah,
1: the ex-husband oh. is Giles.
2: Oh, Giles was great. He just looked nothing yeah. like him.
1: I think he looked exactly like Giles plus 25 years. i actually exactly. say he aged pretty well.
2: Ah, for sure. No, okay. I Yeah, bring him back. Great actor.
1: But yeah, I think he definitely he's too significant of a he was too significant of a character and also he's too big of an actor to not make some reappearance so i do agree with you that this has now set up the drama that the because right the chairman of the 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 chairman of the oil company is his friend so it sets up this idea that they're going to lose the sponsorship and then maybe he comes in with some sort of takeover bid or he comes in as the savior there's one or two ways that this could come about. Part of me thinks that the way Ted Lasso goes is that in the end, everyone becomes a good guy. That, that's kind of how the show moves. So maybe Professor Giles returns, having first fought off the vampire invasion, <laughs> and now he comes in to save AFC Richmond.
2: So... I guess, one prodigal son has returned to a football club?
1: Well, before, with... I just, oh, before, it's a good transition. My segue has
2: been ruined. <laughs>
1: but, but, before, but the only thing I will say, I kind of hate that we now spend the episode-by-episode the episode reviews kind of shitting on Ted Lasso. I do still enjoy it, and I did, I love season one. It will forever, for me, be a very excellent season of television. And I just hate that now people might think we've got new listeners tuning in and they think they're reviewing this TV show just because they hate watch it. And it's actually that I love watch it, but that I'm hating certain parts of it in season two. But I almost feel bad being so negative. I really, really want to like more of it, but I'm just not at the moment.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, next episode, we're going to really like it. We're going to come in super positive. But I agree with you. I, it, I actually still think it's one of my favorite shows on television, if not my favorite show right now to watch on a week-to-week basis. It's probably the only one, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's my only one, too. So yes, it's both my favorite and least favorite, but sure.
0: Let me tell you, I'm rewatching for the third time Friday Night Lights because we mentioned it like a month ago, and it is definitely better than Friday Night Lights.
2: Uh, so Jamie, for fuck's sake, I'm just getting it wrong now. (laughs) So we've been talking about one prodigal son to Richmond. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, one more thing before you do that. (laughs) No, I'm just messing with you. Go ahead.
2: (laughs) One prodigal son is leaving Barcelona in the form of Lionel Messi. So that obviously was hot off the press on our last podcast, but... He looks like he's already found a club. And uh, did you guys see the interview? Uh, I saw
1: saw his press conference. Yeah. Uh, I saw him cry. I have to admit, every time I hear Messi speak, his voice doesn't sound right to me. But aside, if you see what I mean, it's just not what I I picture his voice being. And every time, you don't hear him speak very often. So that's part of the reason I can never really get used to it. But yeah, I saw him sob. I kind of hated the fact that he cried. Not because there's anything wrong with someone crying when a significant moment in their life comes to the end, comes to an end, but he is the reason this is coming to an end. I hated that he said, "Guys, I I said I'd take a fifty percent pay cut. I did everything I could. I I did everything. I I mean, you can't expect me to survive on only you know, you know, two hundred and fifty thousand a week." I mean, come on, I've got, I've got bills to pay. Please just, just be kind to me. I'm, I just, there's nothing I could have done. I love this club so much, but there's just no way I could have stayed. It's impossible for me, but.
2: Always well, got no bills to pay. Yeah. No tax bills anyway.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, you know what? I hadn't really thought about that, but I, the more, the more you say it, the more I kind of agree. Like, it could have been easy for messi and his agent to not fiscally destroy barcelona yet simultaneously if he truly loved the club and wanted to stay longer he could have made more concessions like the agent for example let's be honest would have been getting an absolutely disgusting amount of money from this they didn't back down there was clearly no backing down from it and now they're just going to go to the other club very quickly by the looks of it who will just pay him more money Right, I think
1: I I think that's an important point. If money wasn't the real driving factor in all of this, he wouldn't have ended up at PSG. So there's he. I just I can't buy the sob story of Gosh, this means so much to me. I wish I could have stayed, but I just I can't.
0: There's no way. And I'm sure if if it wasn't about the money, he he would have went to that. What was the club that was twelve to one? His boy club, Newell Old
2: Boys in Argentina. Like, But yeah. that's, the, that's the point, isn't it? To be crying saying that, look, I'm happy with someone being emotional about, what was it, the club that he's been a part of since the age of 13 or whatever it was in terms of like growth, development, love for the club, playing for the club. But then to already have this press conference being set up under the Eiffel Tower at the same time that you're doing that just seems a bit strange in terms of, like, oh, it must be so well, tough to leave this club, but I have already signed for Paris Saint-Germain.
1: Even it, even in the press conference, he said there's other teams other than PSG. He tried to downplay the idea that this was already a done deal. Clearly, it was already a done deal. Oh, I for mean, sure. Not that it would take long to get a Messi, because obviously on PSG's end, they're going to jump through every hoop they could to get him in. And i'm sure medicals are going to be done super quickly and everything but still clearly this was already decided i mean the reports in paris were yes they were preparing for his arrival this was before the press conference was taking place and yeah sometimes press reports like that are wrong but it was everywhere yeah they're preparing things at the eiffel tower for his un- for unveiling messi which surprising because it was coming on the heels of um paris putting on quite a big event for the for the end of the tokyo olympics at the eiffel tower because obviously paris is hosting in 2024 so they were trying to do this sort of transition so there was a big event at trocadero and the eiffel tower for that so a lot of planning had to go in to then dealing with the messy situation which was occurring you know within 48 hours of that taking place so It just all felt a little bit slimy to me and i wasn't the biggest messi fan before and i'm absolutely out on him now and the fact that he's then gone to psg i want nothing more in this sporting world this year than to not see psg win the champions league that's it
2: i can get behind that but you you you, like I think a good example of something similar that happened, but not on the scale of Messi, is Grealish. So he came out and obviously had his press conference as well. And he basically said, yeah, I was in tears because it was my boyhood club. It's a team that have helped me grow and really become the player I am through kind of trust and understanding and training and putting faith in him. And I hope people understand the reason I'm leaving. Like, I fully understand all of that rhetoric. He didn't cry in public. He just said that we all saw that like i'm
1: fine with someone crying in public i'm just not fine with saying someone saying i did all that i could to stay and then because i was willing to only take and look i'm not begrudging anyone the ability to make to make a ton of money and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with him saying that he wouldn't take more than a 50 percent pay cut that's all of that is fine it's just saying i did all that i could i mean you can't expect me to to survive in barcelona on minimum wage so you know it just seems really out of touch with particularly in the current climate that the world is in with people having lost jobs and had you know income slashed and all sorts of things to sort of try and turn yourself slightly into the victim almost in this scenario which I agree with you. Grealish handled it much better and Messi could have done the same, which is, I love this club. I'll always be a supporter of Barcelona. Who knows? Maybe I could come back in the future. I think it's exciting times for the future of Barcelona. But my journey here has come to an end and I hope you can all understand why I'm leaving. Because the the situation the club is in, it means that I can't stay here and I hope Barcelona do really well, but I'm off to PSG. Good luck, everyone if you don't understand, I understand why you don't, which, you know, Grealish I mean, handled that perfectly.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say, maybe I'm just partial, but I think Grealish handled it better because he's just a better human. <laughs> like he seems like a more genuine person. He seems like a, like a better character, better personality. Um, you know, like messy is messy. Right. And so I, I think Grealish handled it better just because I honestly think he's probably a better person in general and is more grounded.
1: I mean, it helps that Grealish has a personality. I mean, Messi is just a wet sponge that's really good at football, but you know, no, but you, you know, like he has zero personality. And I do understand why, when you're super famous, you have no personality because basically, the fear of your personality getting you in trouble could drill all of the interesting parts out of you, certainly from your public persona. So I do. You know, Messi has managed to just be nothing. And as a result of that, gets very little attention, given the level of stardom he has. I mean, his only scandal is the fact that he just can't pay tax. But aside from that, personality-wise, he's just sailed through life so far. But, you know, I don't... And then also a double blow for Barcelona, right? Because they sign one of Messi's best friends in Aguero. Got to suck for him because he must have thought, finally, I get this chance to play with this guy I've developed this really close bond with over my time in Argentina. Finally, we're going to get to play together. He leaves. I get injured for 10 weeks, and Barcelona's season was, is it's almost over before it started.
2: It's hanging by he was threading. so
0: upset he injured himself. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he he pulled the Neymar. I cannot be bothered with this. Let's just say I just tweaked my hamstring and we'll be, I'll see you guys in a few weeks.
0: Well, segueing from a athlete who has no personality to one who actually has a very good personality, Peyton Manning was just introduced into the hall of fame yesterday. So a few things. One, did you see the statue or the bust as they call it? I saw a lot of backlash.
2: I did, yeah. It's uh... a
0: bust. They they were very favorable to his forehead size, too. And everyone noticed it, which I don't know how you couldn't because the first picture you see of the statue is him next to it. And you just. It's a bust. You've got to keep using bust.
1: It is not a statue, it's just
2: his head. His head. Wow, he's shorter than I remember. Um, Well,.
1: I don't think they've been that favorable in the forehead department. I do think they've chosen not a current Peyton Manning like that. That looks like the bust to me. Looks like Peyton Manning, say when he was thirty, which it's fine. Take prime, prime. Mac. It's 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 one of the things that bothers me when people die and in your obituary or you attend a funeral and they have a picture of them when they're eighty-five. Have a picture of them when they look good. You know they don't. I don't see why we have to see here's the here's the last picture we took before this person died looking absolutely awful and now <laughs> stare at it for a while remember them as they would have wanted you to i think with the bust it looks like it's pretty i mean look the the hall of fame bust not exactly the most sort of picture perfect in the first place anyway
0: why does he look so angry in it though as well that's does the only thing little, like... eyebrow, fro, or whatever you call it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I guess they probably said, hey, we're going to have this bust probably end up facing being directly opposite to Tom Brady. So we want to (laughs) have the look on your face that you would have had as you watched him win Super Bowl after Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, he had a Tom Brady joke in there in his speech. He also had a a good Ray Lewis uh, joke in there. So, um the question I had was now that he's officially retired, we don't think he's coming back again. Do you think he will stay? But what I say again was you kind of thought he was going to not come back that last season with the Broncos, and he did. But do you think he will make his you, way?
1: Were there murmurs that Peyton Manning was considering no. coming back until this Hall of Fame
2: induction? You never know. And I'm he, sure he, he can, had gotten calls. He can I'm still sure he had back. gotten calls. There's can you no still come why. back after? Is there, has anyone done that? Yeah. No, they, they take have...
0: the. They smash the bust. <laughs> <laughs> It'd
1: be interesting hopper. to know. Could you come back?
2: <laughs> I'm sure you
0: could.
1: I mean, but what do they do to your whole? Because the whole point, right, is it's five years after you retire, right?
2: That You've actually got to eligible. wear the bust on top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have like a double imagine.
1: Imagine you came Michael back.
0: Scott it you have to put on your shoulder.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's in. It's not. I can't imagine how you would do it. Imagine you came back and then did something playing that removed you from being a Hall of Famer. Ooh. Like if you were on the threshold, the bust. Yeah, if you were on the threshold and then like Eli Manning, right? Probably getting into the Hall of Fame, but he's sort of a threshold quarterback. He's only going to get there because of the two Super Bowl wins. Imagine he comes out of retirement with the Giants six years from now, comes off the bench in the Super Bowl, just throws nine pick sixes. Do they suddenly the clutch does <laughs> the clutch argument they go, oh, oh, we're just gonna quietly remove the ELI bus now.
2: I do, why aren't they allowed to have any sort of involvement in what the bus looks like? Why does it have to be a surprise it, to them?
1: I guess it's That's
0: what they kind of do.
1: I guess it's part of the charm that when it gets unveiled. I think they do have some, because didn't Dion, no, he put it on, actually, I take that back. What if it
0: was so horrendous that you were embarrassed? I'm sure, I I can't imagine
2: it's it's completely
0: blind.
1: I think it's completely blind.
2: But do you think they get a choice of, like, photo? They're just, like, here's, I don't know, three photos, and do one of these three, or something like that? Maybe that.
1: Maybe you get to pick.
0: Do they get choice of the artist?
1: I think it's i want the one the that did Cristiano
2: person. Ronaldo's yeah, yeah
0: I don't want that guy
1: oh you do want that guy okay we'll get him um yeah it'd be interesting to know what involvement I think there's no involvement really I think they just it's just the trust that the institution will deliver a a nice bust but I don't I remember Deion Sanders nothing like was a the, nice bust
2: nothing like a nice bust to look at
1: When Deion Sanders got in, he tied the bandana around the head of his bust.
2: (laughs) Did he? Yeah. Yeah. We've got to stop saying the word. It's pointless now as well. Getting back
0: to the question originally. Right now, he's signed on to be an announcer for the Monday Night Football, but let's say 10 years down the road. Do you see him back in the NFL? As a quarterback?
1: 100%.
0: Yeah. As a coach, as a general manager, as a president, as an owner, Um, or could he be the next commissioner?
1: I don't think he'll be the commissioner. I think he'll come back probably as a president. President strikes me as, I'm not, not to insult the work that NFL presidents do, but a lot more of a face of the franchise kind of thing. And you're there to wine and dine potentially prospective free agents to get to say, hey, look, you'll get to see Peyton Manning walk into his office sometimes and go into him. He'll come into the locker room and give you some, you know, wise words and advice. I don't think he'd ever be a coach. He doesn't I think if you were, I think if you're gonna go down the coaching path, you do that pretty much straight away. Ownership, part owner perhaps, of an expansion team, maybe. I could always see that happening as a way of getting people really on board. But it's a lot of money to own an NFL team, and I know that Peyton Manning has a lot of money, but it's a lot of money to own an NFL team.
0: Yeah. Maybe all know. the Manning's put in together.
1: That's,
2: yeah. To create like a Manning franchise.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I could see him being like the next John Elway.
1: What if the Mannings bought Washington and then called it the Washington Mannings? Is that, is that the best resolution? And then just the logo is a forehead. It's just a forehead.
0: It's just this. It's like the, fi- yeah, the four finger forehead.
1: Yeah. It's like the Adidas stripe, right? but it's just four lines across the forehead.
0: This is four fingers across the forehead. That would be, I would instantly get you a hat for that. And
1: then they draft, That would be
0: your next gift. Eddie's next gift would be the four finger Manning hat.
1: Then they draft <laughs> Cooper Manning's son. When he gets into the NFL. So that it's owned by the Mannings with a Manning at QB. I mean, they gotta make this happen.
2: Could they move the franchise? Is there a place in the US called like Manning? Probably. Manning. <laughs> <Manningville laughs> they just Mannings. rename Washington.
1: They just rename Washington Manning. And Peyton Manning becomes president.
0: There's a Manningville in New York. There you go.
1: Okay, so they buy the Giants name or the Bills.
2: Eli's fine.
1: Or the or the or the Jets, and they move them there. Did you see the Bills are the latest team to try and hold their uh, local government hostage over improving their stadium or building themselves a new stadium, asking that the taxpayers pay for a hundred percent of the new stadium or I think significant work that needs to be done on the Bills stadium. And they also own the Sabres, the NHL team. So I think they're pushing the, basically the opening <laughs> their opening gambit is pay for 100% of the Sabres and 100% of the uh, Bills. Otherwise we're leaving. And I'm sure it's going to end up with 50% paid by taxpayers or whatever. Because there's no way the buff- buffalo, the people of Buffalo, are going to let the Bills leave. Like there's just, there would be riots. I mean, there's riots before their games anyway, so there's going to there be definite riots. And the place they say they will go if they leave, Austin, Texas.
0: Oh God, that'd be such a hipster football team.
2: That's crazy that they can, they can do that. Like if I was the local government. I would just say this is happening, so we're gonna propose a one-off tax rise to fund this, or they're gone, and then people would pay, right?
1: Oh, you're gonna tax people more (laughs) to keep (laughs) this that that's gonna go down. (laughs) I mean the argument that the teams always have is that in the long run it's a win for the local economy. So yes, you give us some tax dollars now to build this stadium, but in return you know, the eight home games you get out of the Bills and the concerts that get played at the stadium, and all the because, as part of them putting tax money into the stadium, you do get ownership of a certain ownership of the stadium itself. So, they then either lease the stadium to the NFL team, you know, they then have the way of having it available for concerts and stuff, it's other as a way of making other revenue. So, the pitch from the ownership is. Look, you're going to make money from this. Again, it a, falls a little bit into the, the messy category of I'm not, I don't think billionaires running private businesses should be getting tax dollars with the argument of, hey, you're going to make money from, like, we're going to pump money into the economy. Because you could just make that argument about every single business. Now, I know a lot of businesses do get incentives and tax cuts and breaks for those very reasons it just doesn't just doesn't sit right for me when we're talking about that amount of money but again that it doesn't make me sound a little bit bill simmonsy because i know he had that really awful uh ad for his tv show any given wednesday also terrible name for a tv show but where he said i believe that billionaires should pay for their own fucking stadiums but I guess it's one of those areas where Bill Simmons and I really agree.
2: Kind of, kind of true. What was a similar, I remember um, what was it Amazon when they were trying to select their new headquarters or HQ two or whatever it was called. And they were always going for one. They said like, who's going to give us the biggest tax breaks, the biggest benefits. And then they just decided to split it into two and play the others against each other to get more value out of splitting it between the two. So cheeky.
0: And full circle, I think it was Austin that won that bid. <laughs> oh, really? I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure.
1: <laughs> I mean, look, it's, it's how Ireland runs its economy, right? So, I mean.
2: Anything you can tax, we can tax cheaper. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's, there's a logic to it. I get it. And I think it puts. I think what's really unfair from a sporting perspective that's different to other businesses is that it puts local government. It's a much more uh, emotional. Uh, topic, and so taxpayers are no longer saying they're not looking at the actual what is the long-term economic benefit of us having the bills in Buffalo. And it's just a bunch of people saying I love the bills, and if we have to slash, uh, you know, the budget for books over the next 15 years so that i can watch josh allen throw some super touchdowns on sundays i'm gonna do it i don't care if little johnny can't read so long as josh can josh is still playing in buffalo and that that is the logic and i'm not i'm not telling those people that they're dumb because i would probably think the same thing if it was one of my teams possibly losing because it would be the end of my interest in a team if they moved away from where i Supported them from. I'm done. That's
2: some expensive books. To only lose books yep. for 15 years for an NFL team.
1: Well, I mean, we're talking about Eddie's, all books. Eddie's
2: got, like, Eddie's got like the Dead Sea Scrolls <laughs> like in, in Buffalo. Well, up until uh, now, yeah. the Bu-
1: Buffalo lower school education is just first editions. It's... it's...
0: If the Bills move, where's little Johnny going to jump and break a table at.
1: Manico. you can do that. I believe in Buffalo. They'll, they'll find a reason. Any other uh, sports stories caught your eye over the past few days?
0: I guess maybe we can close the episode out with the closing ceremonies of the Olympics. It was quite amazing. Did you catch the closing ceremonies?
1: I did, yeah. I think I w- I do have to address is the one sporting event that I wanted to touch on just just an awful final leg of the Great Britain's four by 100 meter relay. And the only reason I get why people say when an athlete's blown something that it's unfair to show them on camera. At the same time, I do think what's compelling about sports and that what makes me actually love sports is not only seeing people succeed and the joy, but also being able to relate to the disappointment Think that's actually important, not in a way of, oh my god, I'm enjoying watching this person's life fall apart, but in actual fact that it's the raw human emotion that you are seeing at that moment is relatable for things that go on in your life. And maybe at a in an extreme that most of us don't have these singular moments where we've worked for four years to do something and in, you know, 45 seconds it's gone. But I don't think it's one of those things where we, when people say cut away, cut away, you don't want to see them crying. I think actually it's part of what I love about sport is seeing, is, is being part of that emotional experience. But I did like that. I mean, very much the final leg. It was the British runner who kind of blew it in the final 30 meters. And then his teammates came to commiserate with him and try and pick him back up. But he very clearly understood that he had blown it and was just pushing them away and had no interest in anyone trying to say, hey, it's not your fault. I thought it was a very interesting dynamic to to watch. And again, I understand why people say, maybe you don't want that to be seen by millions. At the same time, I think it's just, it's showing you an emotion that is compelling not just to laugh at, but also to kind of, you know, it, tap into a bit.
2: I kind of, yeah, I get what you mean. I, I we mentioned it when we were talking about people that take off their medals in uh, when they, you know, when they don't win and they essentially get their runners-up medal. And it's this idea that you're meant to savor defeat and loss and the sadness because you don't want to feel it again. It should motivate you and be a motivator. And I think Mbappe did the same thing when he missed the penalty for France as well. He didn't really want to be around anyone. And actually, it made me kind of respect the guy more because he was like, he was so distraught, essentially. Not in terms of like falling to the ground in tears. It was just his realization of how much it meant to him. He didn't want people around him. And I agree. I mean, showing defeat makes you more compelled to never want to see it again in a way. Makes you be like, I, I don't want this feeling. I don't want to lose again. So next year you come back more determined. Um, yeah, I don't think you turn away from that. I don't think that is a, you turn away from something happening like Christian Eriksen or a broken leg or an injury that is, you know, bad, of course, but not, not someone sad. Like that's not, that's not the reason why you would do that.
1: Yeah, closing ceremony. Having Pretty. Ju- of- having
2: <laughs> just. Having just seen the race,
0: he does blow it. Oh, no, he completely does. Oh, he shits the bed. He shits the bed. It's not as bad as As you described it. I it's think, not as if he hits a brick wall. It's just that he's clearly not as fast as the other guy.
1: Well, I think he also starts to lock up, which is, and not that I'm by any ways a sprint expert, but you see that moment when they kind of transition from fluid motion where they're probably, even though they are very think, precisely thinking about where they're moving, but it's happening instinctively to suddenly him trying to get things to work the way they need to work for him to go fast. And you can see that happen. And then I i mean, he blows it. Yeah. You, you get a decent lead in the final leg of a four by 100. You, you know he's never going to get that chance again which must be rough i mean it's going to be tough like we spoke about it right with the the rowers in the olympics when you know it's oh i let this team down like very clearly me it's going to be a tough one to deal with but hey great for that uh, italian sprinter won the 100 meters and the four by 100 meters and i still got no idea what his name is but good for him
2: the new powerhouse could, of the running world of the Could bump world. into him
1: tomorrow on the street and wouldn't recognize him. But great summer for him! But no, I thought the closing ceremonies were fine for closing ceremonies with no one in attendance.
2: <laughs> I mean, well done to you, Eddie. Of course, you found the value in five to four in the USA, topping the medal table. So, Thank you, Sam. Uh, That's
1: very gracious yeah. of you.
2: I, I have no opinion on this.
1: <laughs> but you're right. But, a, a good tip from me.
2: The U.S.
0: won go- most gold and most overall medals.
2: But uh, fun fact, how many world records were broken at the Olympics? Over
1: the course of the entire Olympics?
2: This, yes. So this Olympics, how many world records are broken? And you get a bonus point for the sport that had the most broken.
0: So well, The say... issue is I don't know how many events were contested. I'll say 63.
1: I'm going to say 63. Both seems high and low to me. Um,
2: (laughs) So I'm also going to say 63. (laughs) Um, um, I'll I'll give you a hint. No, I don't want... No,
1: no, 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 no hints because Frank didn't get a hint and he's throwing 63 out there. So I will Well, your
2: hint is the number six. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I'm going to say 89.
0: Wow. That sounds high to me. You are very high. (laughs) (laughs) I love that my 63 made you go higher. I love
2: that.
0: Oh, it definitely did. If
1: if you had said like 32, I would have probably got like 46. What a pinnacle
2: um, of sport Tokyo was! (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> but then also part of me loves that sam was introducing it as what an incredible number of world records were broken we've then guessed really high. it's always that way of making seven, it,
2: uh, answer yeah. seven the answer is 22
1: that seems so that amazing seems to me low. because that seems amazing because i know i saw at least 12 world records broken and i didn't watch that much of the olympics
2: so it's actually but key point but here. you
0: know what? world versus Olympic. I saw a lot in the swimming. I saw a lot of Olympic records broken, but not a lot of world records. So that might have skewed it now that I think about it.
1: I mean, as I touched on in our last podcast, I mean, in the women's team pursuit cycling, the world record was broken in the semifinal and then in the final. So I saw back to back the world record fall. And I think it was broken earlier in that event as well. I think it was broken three times.
0: I probably only counted as once. That's BS.
1: So, yeah.
2: Well, it was...
1: Unimpressive stats,
2: Sam. (laughs) Okay, I'll stop. All right. Cheers, everyone. See you Thursday. (laughs)
0: Now, what I will say is interesting is that Great Britain does a great job of being level across the board. 22 golds, 21 silvers, 22 bronze. They are equally as good at being first, first loser, or second loser.
1: Consistency.
0: Japan, on the other hand, they seem to be either make or break with 27 golds, but only 14 silvers and 14 bronzes.
2: I mean, that's what happens with a host, right? Everything is planned for that moment. So obviously everyone's at like the pinnacle of the game, I guess.
1: I always find that to be a weird concept. As in, oh, this is a home Olympics? I'll try extra hard to be good this time around. <laughs> oh, it's in Paris next time? Oh, fuck my career. Who cares?
2: But,
0: Eddie, I'll you think. might have a chance. It's in Paris.
1: True. I'll start training now. Here, Okay, here's an interesting thing. If you did have to compete in the next Olympics, so three years from now, and you can train okay. for three years, and let's say you get uh, Olympic funding, to, starting can from like tomorrow. Steroids? Starting from tomorrow. Well, no, I mean you can do it. Oh, but am I might...
2: allowed to do illegal things? <laughs> you might fail
1: the drugs. Am I allowed to shoot all of my nearest <laughs> <Yeah>. rivals? Um, <laughs> what's,
2: what's that film with um, Sacha Baron Cohen where he does that as the dictator? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just start the thing. No, no, yeah, no. He shoots other back one. at them, yeah, but yeah. he just shoots back at the hundred meter runner.
1: <laughs> Which event do you think you would be most likely to meddle in? i'm not saying that any of them are likely i'm not trying to downplay the skills of any summer
0: summer paris plus. paris 2024
1: three years from now
2: i mean we'll put eddie in the bmxing mm. i'm trying to think of anything i might have like some semblance of a start with that's the problem. <laughs> I'm See, I think telling... I actually have
1: to, th- I have to throw out everything that I have some semblance of a start with because those athletic gifts are long gone. So all of the events that I would have maybe answered, I'd have a chance at when I was eighteen, are now gone. I'm
0: now but what about warm, like? I mean, you've
2: still got the brain. Th- this is.
1: A... I still what got was the.
0: You do play chess? That's not. That's yeah, not what, a sport. What's, what's my
1: brain gonna do? Hey, I ran. I that, that, that hundred meters faster with my mind. <laughs> so.
2: I would. Hmm. I probably go I mean, one of the it's, sailing it... categories. I'd go, so I'd probably go for sailing. It makes. I used to sail a lot, so strong, having another three years of in, solid Olympic funding.
1: Kind the of strong good. move in the sailings too, sailing too, is that you could be in one of the the duos. So you might be. You could kind of get carried by a superstar obviously you still have to be really good but you might not have to be quite as good like if you have the best sailor Uh, in the world with you and then if you think you could get yourself to just being pretty much olympic standard then maybe you can get through
2: here's a good one what about the mixed relay or the mixed medley in the swimming and you're on the final leg but you're against the slowest run, uh, slowest swimmers in it. So you're gonna get the gold because yeah. obviously. But you're you're against the. I don't slowest you, understand in how the leg.
1: A, you understand how a relay works, Sam.
2: So no, the medley, in the swimming.
1: <laughs> yeah, but.
2: So you're the final part of it, where you're swimming for the end. But ev- they've decided that everyone else is gonna be the slowest in it against you because of, they've just picked the quickest people. So who okay. knows? You might have a better run for it then.
1: But you're asking me, do I think in three years I could become one of the 50 fastest swimmers in the world?
2: <laughs> I do, I, do you think so? I, yeah, I guess that's a athletic and question. My answer, my answer is no.
0: I would say, I mean, I think I have to potentially do hammer throw because that's the event I've done the longest. And I think I can get back into the shape I was in when I was throwing. And actually, I'm probably in just as good a shape now. So I think that would be feasible. But I like the aspect of a team sport because you can rely on people more. But the only team sport I think I would be decent at is handball. I was always really oh, good at handball okay, yeah, in we, high school. We have
1: to throw in some – some, because, right, I could I – could, you could stick me on the USA basketball team and I'll just be the sub who never gets on and I'll win the gold medal. So you got to turn yourself into like a starter on that team.
2: Archery. Team archery.
1: (laughs) Sure. I mean, I think archery or shooting is probably the most likely in some respects. I think sailing was a good call.
0: Could you train for three years with archery? It'd be so boring. I I I don't know if I could physically do it.
1: If someone was paying for me to do it, sure.
2: So what you're saying, Frank, is no. you would turn down Olympic funding.:
1: <laughs> Depends okay. on how significant the funding is, right? But now here's, a, there was the famous case, right of the British BMX, the, the girl who won gold in the BMX, she did not get she did not qualify for lottery funding, whereas her male counterpart did, and he got a silver, and she got a gold. She crowdfunded her Olympic training and costs i thought in the moment i bet if you are a legitimate olympian you can get more money from crowdfunding your well crowdsourcing your funding than you can from pure olympic funding that the story of hey i'm one of the five best people in my sport this is my dream i need some help getting there and they won't give me any Olympic funding, would mean that you probably get more money than you would have actually got to start off with. You'll this might be a completely wrong. As well. Yeah, this might be a completely incorrect theory, but I think everyone you know would give you a little bit of money and probably you get some companies and stuff chip in with a decent amount. So maybe that's how I start. I'm officially announcing my need for Olympic funding for Paris 2024.
2: Are you playing tennis? Sport, sport TBC. Yeah. <laughs> like...
1: The logic would be that tennis is where I'd, I'd stand the best chance. And I guess if I just dedicated my life to playing tennis for the next three years, that I think I could get to a standard where I wouldn't be embarrassed.
2: Against Djokovic.
1: I mean, yeah, I think I could. I think you I could mostly... three
2: years, and you think you won't be embarrassed against Djokovic. I'm not
1: starting from scratch, Sam. I think... I... I think I could get to a point where I would against Djokovic I probably lose like 6-2 6-2. I would hold serve for
2: <laughs> Oh wow. <laughs> I love I I would hold serve. Hold serve is you know that's fine. I'm holding a couple of games a set as well. Not like wanted this stuff.
1: I think if I dedicate no. if I dedicated 3 years really full on dedicated, I think I could hold serve 4 times.
2: There no. are prof- he
0: he goes through six oh six oh on many a professional tennis player. Yeah, but he has and scouting three reports. Three
1: years, he doesn't have any game tape on me. <laughs> we all know what's coming. What even he doesn't
0: need game tape. He's gonna say, "Look at this fucking guy." He, I got him. <laughs>
1: he he wouldn't even know if I was left. I might warm up right-handed against him, then come up to serve first game left-handed, took him by surprise.
2: I love the Ted Lasso approach he's got here. Like, if I do weird, quirky things, it's, like it's going to mess with this Grand Slam winner's head. I'm sorry, Eddie, but that doesn't... No.
1: I wish I could put it to the test. However, it will have to go firmly in the category of well, never we'll to be proven. Hmm?
0: Until, until we get big enough oh. that we can ask Djokovic to play you. No, but
1: it not only requires that he plays me, it also requires... And we have to give two things to him. A, you're need to get to play this guy three years from now. B, you are going to have to fund his training to try and beat you for three years. So if you're willing to write him a check for a million euros and play him in a three best of three set match three years from now, what an offer for, for Novak.
0: Eddie, maybe... Your real strategic move is to coach the men's football team.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I'm not throwing in coaching gold medals.
0: But you say you're a better coach than. Well, I'm soccer. definitely a. Well, yeah, I mean, well,
1: Great Britain doesn't even enter men's teams. I know they
0: don't. But France does, don't they?
1: They do, yeah. They. I mean, Gignac was their captain, which was a bit bizarre. Mbappé wanted to go, but they didn't let him.
2: What, because of his penalty miss? No, just because of... <laughs> just We're not sure about the competence and quality of you. A, storm. I'm
1: sure PSG didn't want him to go. And B, I just think overall, just the wear and tear. of you just played the Euros, now you're going to do this. And then there's a World Cup on the horizon too. You're basically going to run out of time before you have a break. So it definitely makes sense, but I don't know. Speaking of football, though, my only other topic, did you see the tweet from Juventus and their women's team? No. They got a huge backlash for tweeting a picture of one of, I will send you the photo and then we can get your instant reaction. I would tell people that we would stick this up on our social media, but nothing good will come of it easier. All I can say is uh, it is a female, a Juventus women's team player with a training cone on her head. Um, and. Oh my God. Doing an eye gesture in a way to make her look like the, an Asian person. It's. Um, and. The fact that, A- not only, the fact not that o- they got oh the emojis
0: to do it. I- the emoji. Yeah. Yeah. The picture is bad on many levels, but the fact that they seem to think it's funny enough to then mimic it in emoji form as the caption is insane.
1: So for the people, the emojis are Asian face emoji.
2: That's not That's not it. an Asian... Thing. Oh no... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the effect, Eddie, not the... <laughs> I'm trying to describe to him. <laughs> yeah, but you can't describe it with the problem with the photo in the first place.
0: It's the, the closed emoji... eyes laughing face.
2: The emoji looks like the picture they've put up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: with also <God. laughs> also side eyes
0: not the views of anyone else except any, <laughs> Eddie yeah. here you know? and then
1: also uh, two, the, two index fingers pointing towards him as in the gesture of pulling your eyes
2: you visually you tried to describe racism essentially is brilliant
1: <laughs> it's hard to do without sounding it's racist. really hard and I think I failed but next time i'll try harder.
0: I, I know you felt well, it was a fail anyway but why
1: i don't know why all around why does the why is the player doing it why is someone taking a photo of it obviously an official someone working for, as a club as a photographer of that training session then it getting passed on to the social media team, then the social media team deciding to put it out. There's a lot of steps in that process where someone should have seen sense. Uh, It also stayed up for quite a long time. And then you've- Yeah,
0: I'm looking at the picture here and in in the picture I'm looking at, it says it had 526 retweets and 6,000 quote tweets and 1,000 likes. So that's up for a while. It
1: stayed up for a decent amount of time. Um, They've Juventus has subsequently apologized. Adidas has come out and said that they were offended by it and that it's not what they stand for. Because I guess that's the downside too, right? Is that then you see Jeep and Adidas as the kit manufacturer and the main sponsor of Juventus kind of getting dragged into this because their logos are visible in the photograph. So, yeah, not 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 very smart from Juventus, but I mean, when has the Italian football league and culture ever gotten into trouble for being vaguely racist before? But to a brighter note, I guess, if we don't have any other uh any other topics from the week worth saying that our next episode will be our full Premier League season preview which, if you're looking for tips, either for prediction leagues that you're going into, or if you like having a anti-post Premier League bet, last season we pretty much nailed it. We would have got the league winner right from us, tip of United finishing above Liverpool, Sheffield United going down, a whole host of nice little tips there, so... Very much worth listening to. Hopefully, we back that up with a another s- successful season.
2: All right. Well. See ya. Yeah. Jerry. Up.